Christ is risen. name of our crucified and risen Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus is not a glorified Uber driver. No, he is true God, begotten of the Father from eternity and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, who is our Lord and has redeemed us from sin, death, and hell. Jesus is Jesus as he himself has revealed himself to us in his word. So why would I say such an obvious thing as Jesus is not a glorified Uber driver? What I mean by saying this is that there is a truly heretical view of Jesus and heaven and hell that is easy to adopt. And it's absolutely deadly as it turns Jesus into something he's not, just being somewhat like an Uber driver. So here's what I mean, here's the heretical view. Almost every person in the whole world believes that there's something beyond death. There's very, very few people that think, just in terms of strict materialism, that when you die, there's just absolutely nothing, and you're gone forever. Okay, so there's some place one goes after death. In our country, we're surrounded by the, the Christian faith, and so if somebody has listened to something about Christianity, they think in terms of heaven, or they think in terms of hell. And they don't like to think about going to hell. So, you know, if you have Jesus, you're gonna to go to heaven. But Jesus is not the object of life, the object of faith. He is the means to avoid hell. He is more like an insurance plan in life than life itself. When and if many people think about death, they would rather than thinking about Jesus, think about being with their departed spouse, being with their parents or grandparents, or they think of heaven being akin to a really nice vacation spot without the bills, never having to leave, and no worries. But they really don't think about being with Jesus. He is the means to get where they want to go. Jesus is not the destination or the purpose. He is the glorified Uber driver. In this way of thinking, Jesus is the sideshow of eternal life, and actually the sideshow of life here. This view of heaven is not Christian, and this view of Jesus is not Christian. Now, absolutely, eternal life will be glorious. You have just the beginning of Revelations chapter 1, the 21 right here as our epistle lesson. If you go on to later on the chapter, you see all these descriptions of what the new Jerusalem will be like. It is going to be absolutely wonderful. But the point of eternal life and the whole point of life period is to be with Jesus. He's not a glorified Uber driver who will get us to heaven, and whether we pay attention to him or not, doesn't really matter. Jesus is Jesus. If you just think about it a minute, since Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are God, they created us, the, the Holy Trinity does not want to be ignored. Jesus does not want to be ignored. The Christian faith is about Jesus who's revealed himself to us in the scriptures. In our epistle lesson, you have these wonderful words. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. 
And I heard loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. The dwelling place of God is with man. The true joy of the new Jerusalem is to be with God. There will be nothing evil there, and all sorrow will be gone. No more tears, as you hear God will wipe away tears. All will be good, and you will be with your Lord. You will be with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit forever. Jesus is not an Uber driver, and God the Father is not like some benign grandfather who just lets you play whatever you want and then at the end of it all give you a piece of candy and then you can just watch him rock in his rocking chair. No, God is God. And we are created to be with the Lord. God created Adam and Eve in his image so that they would have perfect fellowship with him forever. They were not alone in the Garden of Eden just to enjoy this nice place. No, God would walk and talk with them. They had perfect fellowship with the Father and they had no shame. But they broke this fellowship, they sinned. And if you notice, right after the sin, rather than wanting to be with the Lord, they hid from him. Sin separates from God. The sinner does not want to be with God, and that means sin has to be done away with for God to be God again in our lives. Throughout history, it is evident that sinners do not, that sinners want to do what they want to do, and sinners want to fashion God in their own imagination according to their image and to conform God to their desires, their morality, rather, rather than desiring that the Lord be the Lord and they be reconciled to him. The same is true today. You live in a very, very secularized world where God is an afterthought. Many people think it's just fine if they say a quick prayer once in a while out of habit before a meal, maybe even one at night, but the desire to be with the Lord is absent. They would rather be with their friends, their family, or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok than to be with Jesus. God desires to be with his creatures. God desires to save so that his creatures could be his again. Now, in one sense, we know that God is always with us. He's omnipresent. But his presence, for most people, is as judge since they don't want to be with him. But the greater and the most wonderful presence is the presence of the Lord as we have in our sanctuary this day, the God of grace and salvation. God created man and woman to be with him. They sinned and broke the fellowship, but God did not desert them. Right there in the Garden of Eden, he gave the promise of Christ. Now you see in the Old Testament very visible signs showing God being with his people. Think about in the wilderness wanderings, in the Exodus, there God was with the visible pillar of fire or the pillar of cloud. When they built the tabernacle, God's glory filled the tabernacle. We see the temple of Solomon, the glory of the Lord filling the temple. 
God showed that he was with his people. And you see the constant joy of the people of the Lord knowing that God is always with them. We heard that in Psalm 23 last week. This week I'd like to like to bring to you another Psalm, Psalm 139. If I send to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. God never leaves you. He is always present to save. And God has fulfilled the promise of salvation in his son. Remember, at Christmas you heard this verse, John 1:14, and the word became flesh, and notice this, and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. In Jesus Christ, God is now dwelling with his people to save. Jesus is God incarnate who comes to save. And save he does. Jesus walked and talked among people. He went to Jerusalem and he died for your sins and mine. He died for the sins of the world. In John 14, you hear these special words. Jesus says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. By his death and resurrection, Jesus has prepared an eternal, an eternal dwelling for us. Where Jesus is, that's where we want to be. He has died, he has risen, and he promises to be with us always. Once again, through Jesus, and this is the joy of being in the divine service, we can be in the presence of God, not as judged for sin, but as his beloved children cleansed from sin in the waters of baptism. There is such joy about being in the presence of the Lord and especially in the divine service where we hear his word, receive his blessed sacrament, and really anticipate our eternal dwelling with the Lord. Now, we who've been baptized into Christ now rejoice in his death and resurrection. And we can live confidently each and every day knowing we are the Lord's. We remember the very last words in the Gospel of Matthew before he ascended, I am with you always to the end of the age. And this week in the lady's life light, we heard the wonderful words of Hebrews 13, verse 5. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Because of Jesus and his salvation, you now are in the presence of God, reconciled to him. And you live in the presence of his grace, his love, his abiding peace and joy. The Christian life is to live in the presence of the Lord, knowing the comfort of Jesus always. The Christian loves to be with Jesus. There is such joy in hearing the word, such joy in receiving the blessed sacrament, such joy in our baptism each and every day. There's a joy, whether it's on your phone or that old Bible that you had ever since your youth, opening God's word and, and reading God's word. There's such joy knowing that wherever we are, we can pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Jesus is not a glorified Uber driver to get us to eternal life, where we'll, we will have our party forever, and yeah, if he's there, it's fine, but it's most important that I have my fun. No, 
Jesus is with us always, and he is life itself. During communion today, we're going to sing a, a hymn. I, and I even suggested this hymn for this day because it's a wonderful hymn. The very first stanza has these lines in it. It's this hymn, Lord, thee I love with all my heart. Lord, thee I love with all my heart. I pray thee ne'er from me depart. With tender mercy cheer me. Heaven, earth has no pleasure I would Earth has no pleasure I would share. Yea, heaven itself were void and bare if thou, Lord, weren't not near me. Rather than Jesus being glorified Uber driver, Jesus is who we want to be with. Just think in your own life, maybe you've been someplace where the, the food is really good and the taste is really good. But for some reason, maybe the people all around you are complete strangers, or maybe something else going on. You don't want to be there. You're taking no pleasure. Versus another time where the meal is rather simple. I can think of having to drive to Georgia and we're eating a peanut butter sandwich as we drive uh, through Indiana or Kentucky or something like this. But I'm with my family, and this is the joy. And then we know that there's a destination. At that time, it would have been to be with my parents. That's how life kind of is. We have Jesus with us now. And sometimes it's hard. We have illness. We have difficulties. We have work problems. We have other problems in life. And it's a kind of, a, it might be a bumpy ride. Might not be entirely good. But Jesus is with you. And the good news is, is there's a destination where you will be totally unencumbered with anything else in life, because your total focus will be on Jesus. And there'll be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain, just like he promises in our epistle lesson. That's the joy, that's our hope. Your Lord Jesus is no glorified Uber driver. We don't want him to be that. He is Jesus, the Jesus who died, the Jesus who rose, the Jesus who says, I am with you always. The Jesus who now comes to us as blessed sacrament. Praise to him, for Jesus is with you and me always. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. <laughs>